At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is on East Coast out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Tuesday, my man. A ton to get to. It's a huge baseball day. It's a huge NHL day. But, Pritch, you know we got to start off uh, by, first off, is there anything under the floor under there at your studio? Because I got a, I got a broom right here. I think it's the Nets <laughs> on the ground. Let's sweep them oh, right out of this show. Let's wow. go. Uh, wow. You know, every now and again, Pritch, I got to give you, a, you know, a little bit of a prop there. But no, I like uh, it. Celtics getting it done once again. And that was kind of one of those, you know, opportune times where the eye test told you the Celtics were the better team and the line moved in their favor, going from plus two to plus one or plus one and a half. And now if you're looking at Boston, Pritch, they're getting the fever here in Beantown. I got to be honest. Okay. They're now plus 160, the favorites win the East. Got some time here. Uh, we'll get to the hypothetical matchup against the Bucks. I'm actually hoping uh, maybe the Bulls can extend the series a bit, give the Celtics a little more rest for their next series. But plus 160 favorites win the East for Boston, plus 375 to now win the title, second only behind Golden State. And now Jason Tatum, plus 500 for finals MVP. And Pritch, remember, this was a series bet as well. We weren't just looking at the Celts every game. Right. But going into it, that was kind of that data-driven play from BetMGM, how you can use this information to your advantage. Because the Celtics were only getting 37% of bets to win the series prior to game one. We saw them move from kind of like a pick'em number all the way to minus 140. So, Pritch, bust out those, those brooms. Let's go. Celtics on to the next, next step. Let's go. I feel bad. I need to step up my prop game because you come with it. Like, whether it's a broom for a sweep or, or a jersey, uh, you always have something uh, for the audience out there for the prop for the prop situation. So I got to step up my game that way. I try my best, Pritch. Luckily for me, I have a competitive uh, advantage <laughs> here because I work from home. And if right. you saw my home office, <laughs> I got stuff all on the walls everywhere. So when we can bust them out uh, and we we cash a bet on our team, that wasn't just let's bet the Celtics because I'm a Celts fan. It's because there were there was reasoning to bet them each game with the line movement, with the percentages. And it's great to see this, uh, this Celts team advancing in the playoffs. Yeah, let's stay on the Celtics here because I want to get your take and your thoughts on this team and how good they are. I mean, we recognized the Celtics months ago and they went on that run. Um, credit to Yudoka, credit to the players for buying in. Uh, Jason Tatum, I said that he was an underrated superstar. Not anymore. Not anymore. Everybody's uh, uh, jumping on that bandwagon right now. The guy is incredible, along with Brown, too. But uh, they have so much balance, uh, Josh, on that basketball team. Uh, defensively, they get after you. They're, they're physical. Uh, they took the heart out of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they, they didn't want any part of that. It, it was like that team was defeated knowing each and every game that they stepped on the floor. Uh, so I know the feeling out there in Boston is really good about this basketball team. It looks like um, the Bucks are going to prevail in that series because Levine's going to be out due to protocols. And it, it looks likely that's the collision course right there with Boston uh, and Milwaukee, the defending champions. So uh, I love the mindset of Boston. Uh, they're saying all the right things. Again, they get a defensive player of the year. They're unselfish. 
uh, energy on the court. They're still young enough uh, to be hungry enough, Josh, if you know what I'm talking about right there. So your thoughts on, on Boston uh, and running the table and getting through to the finals? So I think the path is really opening here, Pritch. And I think, you know, in order to win a championship, you know this, Pritch, you got to have some breaks and you got to be playing your best ball at the mm -hmm. best time of year. So, um, you know, check off the, the second, the ladder of that, seeing the Celtics are playing really since Christmas, that epic turnaround there where, you know, Kendrick Perkins called them out for not passing the ball and maybe Tatum and Brown had kind of a come to Jesus moment. And then obviously you have Udoka stressing defense from day one, and that's been their, their hallmark and what they've hung their hat on. Then at the deadline, you bring in White, uh, your guy, Vanilla Tice, you know, did pretty well <laughs> waiting for Robert Williams up. to come back. <laughs> so he stepped up as well. So this is a team that everything is working in their direction right now. Uh, can you get some more rest here before uh, the Bucs are, are able to close out this series? I don't know. It looks like from this early line movement for tomorrow, Pritch, the Bucs open minus 10. They're up to minus 12 with some injuries here to the Bulls. Yeah. Bucks are now minus 10,000 on the series price. But uh, it just seems like, you know, again, you're getting breaks and you're playing your best basketball. I think the Celtics right now, again, you can kind of lament the fact that maybe you didn't jump on them earlier. I do remember a, a day that we talked about the Celtics, I think 22 to one at one point, Pritch, mm -hmm. but now plus 160 to win the East, plus 375 to win the NBA title. I'd look at that NBA title uh, odds there, I, either a hedging opportunity or they win the whole thing. There's just something going on with this team. It's the defense. It's the way their young players are playing. It's the way Udoka is having them locked in and, and laser focused. I think this team is is really the you know the, the, I think they can go to the finals. I think they can win it all right now. Yeah, I mean KD asserted himself that way, and we were expecting that to happen the entire series, not just one game. Uh, but he broke through, and I, I think that was probably by design. If you think about what uh, the Celtics wanted to do, uh, but you think about the Celtics how they dominated the Nets in the paint. Uh, we think about basketball teams, and we watch them, Josh, and, and we see them so perimeter-oriented. Uh, but the ability to create, whether it's Brown or Tatum, uh, and also to shoot it very, very well, but then that defense is just intimidating out there from a physicality standpoint, too. They have the makings and the mindset. From what I'm hearing, what I'm reading, what I'm watching of that championship type of team, right? And uh, it's just starting to emerge that way. I think Milwaukee certainly has a pedigree. They just did it. They have the key injury. We'll see what the matchups are going to look like uh, if Middleton can make it back or not. But uh, something that just recognized this several months ago about this basketball team and how it started to come together. And, yeah, I had questions about Vanilla Tice. Could he step up? But he did. And then the fact that Robert Williams has surgery and he comes back this soon, uh, it tells you that something special is happening out there in Boston. Yeah, and that was really important to me, Pritch, because, you know, look at the one hand, what you saw with Simmons. Now, Simmons mm -hmm. is a complete enigma. It's really hard to get in his brain. You got no idea what he's thinking and what right. he's going through right now. But on the one hand, the Nets, you know, backs against the wall. You need everyone, you know, trains moving. We got to get going. We got to win some games. Simmons is upgraded to probable. Then he's, you know, right, you know, flick, you know, flick your fingers and now he's out. Look at the other hand with Robert Williams. He was dying to get into the lineup. And, you yeah. know, people in Boston are even saying, is it too soon? It's a young player. The <laughs> thing with the Time Lord is he's very injury prone. He's had missed a ton of games in his career. This is really the first year where he's kind of put it all together. So why do you want to push this guy back a little bit too early? But I think, you know, the doctors cleared him. And to me, it speaks to maybe something at the betting line. I don't know if it can always, you know, kind of register with mm -hmm. the betting line. But uh, the, that buy-in, that team cohesion, like, you know, the Celtics in 2008 was Ubuntu, Pritch, you know, all together, right. one, KG, Pierce, Garnett, uh, or, and, uh, and Ray Allen. 
I don't know what the where you want to want to call this this year, but the fact that Williams was so excited to get back early tells me this team is really in the, pulling in the right direction, in the same direction. I think this Celtics team again is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And again, now if you have this path opening, you're getting breaks in your favor. Let's see if they can take advantage of that. All right. Uh, great start right there, Josh. Boston out there in the center of all of it with the broom and everything. I love it. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get back to uh, teachable moments here because I'm curious on what you think about the situation. Okay, we were both on the Raptors. We loved the po uh, points there. Uh, but the line kept climbing. It closed at nine. Uh, does that make you nervous uh certainly when you see that line movement still going towards uh the favorite there in philadelphia it definitely got me nervous Pritch. so i think you know when you're kind of a market driven better i think every little point move a half point here half point there or juice gets moved you know you get really either excited because it's moving in your favor and mm -hmm. you're beating the closing line or you get nervous because it's going the other way right. but to me, this is kind of a situation where you dance with the one who brung you. Pritch, we got to make like the commandments of betting across America. This would be one of them. You dance with the one who brung you because you stick with your original bet. I think a lot of times betters, and I, and it's hard for me even to kind of keep this out of my bias, but overthinking things and really, you know, hey, one little move this way. Should I go the other way? Should I buy back? What do I do? Yeah. The, really, the point with the Raptors was, you know, again, that late movement scared me because you're right. It went up to minus eight and a half. But pretty much all day, it was 50-50 with liability toward Toronto there. Mm -hmm. So, again, maybe you got lucky with that one. I would say, on the other hand, Pritch, we did not get very lucky with the Jazz. What is up with the Jazz? This huh. I'm calling them Gonzaga of the NBA. I don't know what it is with this team, but they just can't put it together. And, the, you know, the market, tip your cap to the public. They were all over Doncic and the Mavs last night, getting almost 80 90% of bets. But you saw that reverse line movement to the Jazz, plus three and a half down to three at some shops. Now tick backed up to three and a half at some different uh, books here. But the whole point was that was a sharp play where we got a decent number. And yet that jazz team just didn't show up for you. So I don't know. I can't put my handle on this jazz team, Pritch. I think it's a team that maybe a blow up after the season, this whole, you know, Mitchell go bear combination. Mm -hmm. I just don't, you've realized that how many times you're going to bang your head against the wall with the jazz, you know, letting you down here. Now watch this. They'll go out and win the next game, Pritch, after I say this. Yeah. Well, they're underachievers. <laughs> That's what they are. I mean, they, they are, I mean, they have been that way. Uh, I think uh, the excuses are right there in front of them. Will, will they buy into those, you know, Mitchell with the hamstring situation, but he says he's going to be good to go, but he seems like he's always hurt. Uh, and not too long ago, a couple of years ago, Shaq was calling him out. He's not a superstar. He's not. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, internally, I, I think, uh, you know, you listen to analysts and, and you read stuff uh, about maybe they're just not together, cohesive that way. Um, uh, Utah is that situation of a flyover city from an NBA standpoint. I know Denver goes through that often. Um, but I, I think the Mavs, this is all about the Mavs and, and, and certainly the situation with Brunson. Uh, you think about Luka coming back, uh, how different they can be on the floor. Uh, but kids done an unbelievable job. We talk about Boston and their defense. How about the Mavs and their defense and their role players stepping up in the series right now? Yeah, they've totally stepped up, Pritch. And by the way, poor one out for another under there, which I was you know, kind of too afraid to bet because it was so low. It was like 213 down to like 212 yesterday. It sales under. The Mavs have been a great under team, especially at home. We look at the series price now. You know, to me, the play was if you had the foresight here, and again, it's, you know, hindsight's 2020, but when basically the Mavs got down 1-0 early, Pritch, and Doncic was questionable when he'd return, I think they were like plus 180, plus 200. They were a pretty good plus money number there to win that series. You know, you steal that game to Doncic comes back. Now you're up three to two. The Mavs are now minus 500 favorites to win the series with the Jazz plus 375. And I know it's a you know, little ways away here. It's a couple days away from Thursday. But this would be maybe kind of a Celtics redo from last night where the eye test tells you 
the Mavericks are the better team. The Jazz might be cooked here. And what's happening? The line is moving to the Mavericks for Thursday, Pritch. They open actually getting a point and a half at the Jazz. It's now flipped to um, Mavericks minus two and a half. So mm -hmm. that's a dog to pave line move. I'd be looking at money lining the Jazz, uh, money lining the Mavericks here, thinking they close this thing out in a couple days. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm looking at. Closeout situations. Does the team have it uh, within them to to avoid it, or, or certainly do they have the chance to capitalize? on those closeout situations. Okay, the VSIN uh, betting experts have put together everything you need to bet on the draft this week. The VSIN NFL Draft Betting Guide has mocks, analysis on every team, odds, and everything. Uh, go to vsin.com slash draft. It's only $10. Get there now. Josh Towers coming up next. Sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID. Open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com. Or terms and conditions must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host, and happy to bring into studio with us right now, Josh Towers. Uh, always will be a major league pitcher. I'm not going to say former. He's retired. Uh, VSIN MLB analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at no don't Josh. Josh Towers, how are you? I'm good, buddy. You? Good, good. Glad to have you here. Um, so many places to start. Certainly want to get to some games. Uh, scoring's down. You know, Josh sure. Applebaum, we've talked about unders and, and scoring situations in baseball uh what do you make about home runs being down uh hitters needing to catch up to the pitchers right now correct again spring training not enough of it right and and everything's based around the pitchers getting ready mm -hmm. and so what we do is we get the pitchers ready to the point where we can start the season and hitters just aren't ready it's 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 pretty evident and then again like listen i really put more thought into this which is a which we already know, right? Tampa Bay has done it. They give me everybody those 97 miles right. per hour harder, and we're going to call it a day. Well, after watching Sunday Night Baseball, watching Reese Hoskins swing and how long his swing is and how he wasn't willing to do anything to shorten it up to put the ball in play, mm -hmm. and he had to get started so early on off-speed pitches to hit it, and he was so late on fastballs that I can just go up with it. He had no chance to hit. Okay. To me, like to the point where Reese needs to be sent down to the minor leagues, but it just – told me more and more why everybody's just trying to get hard throwers and who cares where the ball goes. Because if these hitters aren't willing to adjust, um, and, and Philly wasn't at all, it was the worst team baseball I've seen, um, then why would I, why would I, why do I want um, the Zach Rinkies of the world, mm -hmm. right? Even though mm -hmm. Zach's the best pitcher in our game. Like, why would I want that, right? So it's, it's crazy to see that we're not willing to put the ball in play, even in those situations, for the betterment of our team, that 97 plus is like just just give it to me all day, and that's what everybody's doing. So the hitters are are doing it to themselves. We're countering with this, and if they ever wanted to choke up like Barry Bonds and start putting the ball in play and take the situational at bats like those were, and you can have your other three, but take your situational team at bat. Um, 
then we would have to adjust as a pitcher and the offense would come back, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, look at Bryce. I love Bryce. You guys know that. He's the MVP, in my opinion, again. He, he struck out on Sunday Night Baseball, I think, three or four times. He followed it up with a strikeout the next day, and then he had the lefty back-to-back days, and he missed everything away and everything up, and then the lefty yesterday missed his middle in, and Bryce hits it out of the stadium, right? So, again, if unless I make a mistake like that, what are the hitters not going to do anything? Right, right. And, and, again, they're not ready. It's unfortunate. Josh, it's great to talk baseball with you. I look forward to your appearance every Tuesday. And to your point, guys, unders, the, you know, the fact that we right. aren't seeing as many home runs and unders are crushing it right now. Your updated numbers here for unders in MLB, 142 and 90, 61.2%. You'd be up almost 39 units. So $100 better is almost up $4,000 if you blindly take every under, which, you know, parting words, you know, if we knew that before, that would have been nice. But <laughs> this goes to show you that these unders are really crushing it. Uh, ben, if you can throw up that board with all the aces today, uh, you got a lot of great starting pitchers on the bump today, Josh. But if you look at all the pitchers listed here, they're all favorites except one of them. The only dog on this uh, this list here for for uh, for aces so far is Logan Gilbert for Seattle. He's two and 0.54 ERA. Josh, Seattle's on the road at Tampa Bay. Seattle's eight and two their last ten, but mm. Tampa Bay opened here like a minus one ten favorite. They've been steamed up close to minus one twenty five. So, would you look toward Tampa here with Whistler, or do you think there's value on Gilbert in Seattle here today? Um, real quick. So yesterday, the only over that came in yesterday was the Philly game, and it was only because of unearned runs. Mm-hmm. Everything else was under, right? So it's it's still it's still the norm. And then you look at this game. Gilbert's been great. Uh, and and Tampa doesn't seem to give up runs because of their philosophy. Um, I said it the other day when somebody asked me how I was doing. I said I made an adjustment last year. I just kept betting against Seattle. I just don't understand how they win. And this year I said screw it. I'm going to bet on them. And it's been successful. I bet on Logan Gilbert both his start so far where he won. Um, so it's nice. And and in, until he shows me otherwise, and and Mariners offense seems to be able to hit. I think they're a better offensive team than the Rays. Uh, at plus money, I still like this play. Uh, Tampa's dangerous. We know that. They're also streaky. They get hotter. They get cold. Um, so, like, Tampa's so good at the low-scoring one-run games. I mean, that's what's – but, again, so is Seattle. So, I don't know. I like – this is the one where I like it. I like Logan Gilbert at plus money until – and because I've been on him twice, right? So, until he proves me otherwise, it's an easier ride for me on this kid until I see something that says I, sh- I shouldn't. Um, and then I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a Brewers fan. You guys know that. And uh-huh. I, and I'm, who's at Woodruff's pitching today. Yeah. And you guys, we know that they don't give run support to Woodruff. With that said, uh, Pittsburgh's not a good baseball team and 160 on the road, uh, division game. I, I mean, how do I not take Brandon? Yeah. Right. So th- this is one of the rare games where I would take Woodruff. Now, again, what's today? Is it Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesdays make me nervous. You know, it's dog Tuesday around baseball. That's the other bad thing. Um, but I'm not going to get Woodruff for 160 very often. All right. And so right. that's where I stare at that one. Okay, dog Tuesday. I like that. How about KC plus 140 against the reeling Chicago White Ooh. Sox? Now, going into the season, I highlighted, you know, some situations within internally, internally with that squad, right? And uh, I don't know if that's bearing out right now, but, I mean, the White Sox, uh, seven-game losing streak right now. But – is this is this a slump buster type game where we could see an offensive explosion, or yeah. is this just going to be ugly baseball and a chance for the dog here? It, it, I mean, what is Daniel Lynch going to give us, right? Is mm-hmm. it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? That's what it boils down to. I mean, Dallas Keuchel's been the same way, good and bad. Listen, this is their lineup right now. Tim Anderson, uh, Andrew Vaughn, Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal, A.J. Pollock, Berger, Harrison, Engall, and Mendick. All right, half that lineup we ain't even heard of, right? <laughs> when they started the season, they were one through nine. We knew everybody, and Andrew Vaughn, who's hitting second today, who's also hitting 300 with three home runs on the season, wasn't even their starting lineup. 
he was the guy on the bench. Like, do we play him? Do we not play him? That's how deep we are. Mm-hmm. And then we're two weeks in the season, and this half this team is on the shelf. They can't even they can't even field an everyday roster for two games in a row. So how are you going to get consistent? We're hoping to get lucky. We don't have a starting staff. This team is hoping to hang on through April and May, and they need to get everybody healthy and then dominate the second half of the season like Atlanta did. So right now, there's no way I'm laying Chicago at all. I can't, I can't do it. But then again, you're asking me to lay on Daniel Lynch, which is hard as well. That's why I think maybe a slumpbuster game and a chance for some points in this one or some runs, eight and a half is the total. Eight and a half is total. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, too, let's see. So that's the other thing with Daniel Lynch yeah. at St. Louis on opening day. Now we're nervous. I get it. He gives up six runs in five innings, and then mm-hmm. he goes to Minnesota. Sorry, he goes home versus Minnesota, and he goes five scoreless and looks amazing, right? And he, he has really good control. So was it just nerves on opening day? And right. We can throw that out, and he's really in a good place. So, I mean, just looking on this, I, I, I feel more comfortable with Kansas City. Josh, let me throw another one at you, a pitcher that I know you're really fond of, Sandy Alcantara. He's on the road at Washington today against Gray. Uh, Good pitching matchup, by the way. Looks like some under money here. It opened eight, down to seven and a half. It's really juiced up under, minus 125, so a lot of under liability. But I'm thinking, Josh, maybe we take a shot at Miami here. They open minus 115. They're up to around minus 120. You would be a uh, dog with a low total system match. And you do have Washington, one of the worst run differential teams this year, minus 38. They've lost five straight. Any love for the fish at kind of a low juice number today? They lost five straight already this year. Uh, same thing, man. Josiah Gray, right? Opening day, four runs and four innings, right? Nerves. Let's go. He, he, it is what it is. Uh, then he goes to Atlanta and he gives up one hit in five innings. And then he goes to Arizona and he gives up, uh, sorry, at home versus Arizona, he gives up one run in five and a third. So this guy's been pitching really, really good. He's given up one run in his last 11 innings. So again, it, it's hard for these teams that don't like, I need, I need bullpen. I need depth, right? I need a good lineup. I need consistency. There's a lot of things that I need to, to run. Like, if you're asking me pitch and matchup alone, Sandy Alcantara for sure. But then when I look at Josiah, I'm like, well, this kid's been really dang good. Mm-hmm. And then if I look at the two offenses, as bad as I think the Nationals are, is there really any difference? I mean, is there really? And I don't know, man. Um, this is tough for me. Like on paper, just looking at it, looking at the board behind me going, oh, yeah, Miami Alcantara, give it to me all day. Uh, good price, 122. Right. But then when I look at Josiah Gray at home and he's been great – um, it's hard for me to – it changes my opinion mm-hmm. a little bit, right? So yeah. I'm not as in love with this game as, as I initially was when I look at it. Okay, the Jacob deGrom news. Uh, Talk to me. What we uh, got? Pitcher. Uh, well, encouraging news about the MRI. He, no timeline on when he can resume pit, uh, throwing the ball again, but some good news, some movement in the right direction with him. No tear, no anything? Right, correct. Uh, it's calming down, I guess, apparently. Wow, that's so crazy to me, man, because, again, we had last year – and then missed the second half, right? And then we had the whole offseason. And I'm sure he wanted to be on schedule during the offseason. And then if it, I would imagine if there's anything, he probably took off. And then he starts spring training, and then all of a sudden he can't pitch. Like, so if there's no tear, then why have we had so much time off and he can't be healthy? Does that make sense? Um, I'm asking a pitcher that yeah, question. <laughs> I'm having a hard time with this one. I really am. Uh, good news that there's no tear. But, yeah. And these guys are better than we are. But, again, I had MRIs and seen professional doctors with my son, and there was nothing. And then four doctors later, mm-hmm. there's a hole in his shoulder on his glenoid, right? And it's like, well, how do we miss that? Three, two, three MRIs. So I don't know if maybe they miss some stuff or they're hoping. But um, give Jacob DeGrom the second half of the season because they're doing a good job right now without him. Yeah, the Mets are great Don't right rush now. him. Yeah, absolutely.
Man, this, this segment always goes too fast. too fast. It does, because I want to ask you about Scherzer. I like the Tigers plus money. Okay, Tigers plus money. There you go. I love that pick right there, too. Okay, more betting across America when we continue after this break. This next. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the sports betting network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. Uh, it's always great to have Josh Towers in the studio. So much baseball knowledge, and, and it's like we don't get to it all. It's like that segment just flies by. <laughs> It really does. I got to make sure, like, I have, like, five questions. So, I got to get to, like, my two best questions <laughs> yeah. when I'm ready for them. And one that I was going to ask him, Pritch, and maybe I'll get your thoughts, is the New York Mets. They have the mm -hmm. second-best record in Major League Baseball. They had a huge come-from-behind win last night. You mentioned uh, DeGrom with kind of a positive MRI here. If you can get DeGrom back and this oh. team is off to a good start, they're minus 135 to win the National League East. To me, it's it's hard. And, again, it's early. It's such a long season. It's hard to have these, you know, uh, concrete uh, notions on a team so early in the season. But again, the Mets look like a different kind of Mets team this year at minus 135. Kind of like them to win that uh, Amer uh, that National League East division right yeah, now. Yeah, you might be too young for this reference, but off air as Josh was leaving the studio, I said Scherzer's a combination of Greg Maddox uh, and Oral Hershiser right now. I mean, he's a bulldog like Oral was. Uh, and then on top of that, his location is just, he's so on top of his command right now, like Greg Maddox was. So I mean, that probably is before your time, I think. <laughs> Well, Hershiser, it's a little bit before my time, Pritch, but Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, I mean, yeah. early 90s baseball, that's my wheelhouse there when I was like 10 <laughs> years old. So definitely Maddox. I love how he would throw like 85, but no one could hit him because he's got great tail on the ball. Oh, it just locates everything, uh, and it, it just baffles the hitter, uh, and he's doing that repeatedly, going deep to seven innings, I think, last night too. So, okay, let's get to the NBA. Um, we got to preview these games. Uh, Hawks and Heat. Are you interested in betting this game? I'm not, but I want to get your take on it. I also want to get a market insight uh, on this game, too. Uh, I think the Heat are just so complete, uh, so many different options, so deep, too. And you think about the Hawks, and what I've learned about serious basketball is so many matchups. Where are the Hawks going to get their matchups from? I mean, you can look at some role players, I guess, Herter, uh, if he can step up. But Young's got to go off. But right now, through this series, it seems like the Heat's defense uh, has an answer for Trey Young. I think you're right, Pritch. And what worries me a little bit is, you know, the, the Hawks kind of had their moment there. We were talking about their home road splits, how they're so much better at home versus the road. Mm -hmm. And they win that first game back at home to make it two to one. And you're like, okay, this is going to be a bit of a series. And then reality sets in their last game where Miami rolls 110 to 86. They're only a one point favorite in that one, easily cover that number. So obviously, you know, Miami's looking to close it out tonight. Pritch, the updated series number, Miami up three to one, minus 10,000 on the series price, way too high to bet. Atlanta plus 1,600. I'll take the points, though, tonight. What kind of jumped out to me, Pritch, mm -hmm. Atlanta's only getting 29% of bets. So from a contrarian angle, public is totally off Atlanta. They kind of were, you know, enticed there. You, you know, what is it? I'm out, and then you pull me back in at one point, and then they're out again now on Atlanta because they're on the road. And I think, you know, those easy numbers like great at home, terrible on the road. 
public, you know, kind of latches onto that. And it's just an automatic lay the points with the heat here tonight. But they're missing Kyle Lowry with the Heat. Again, didn't matter their last game here, but one of your good veteran players will not be on the court tonight. And to me, from a betting angle, you have a little line movement here toward Atlanta. They opened getting seven points. They're down to six and a half. I think if you wait, you may wait and get a seven here. That was my angle, Pritch. But the fact that you're getting only 29% of bets on Atlanta and yet the line moved in their favor, almost like that Boston play and not as lopsided, or this is more lopsided than the Celtics yesterday, but that line's always been kind of creeping in their direction. Almost maybe a better example is the Raptors last night where you had the late movement against them, but pretty much all day was leaning in their favor. I'll take the Atlanta Hawks here in this one, Pritch. And I would say, uh, again, I'm dusting off my prop bets here. I got a prop bet for you. I did my homework last night, Pritch. I'm going DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter over, uh, what is he, Pritch? I think he's 14 and a half points here. Yeah, he's gone over this number in three or four games. He's averaged 20, or he's averaged uh, almost 18 points a game in the series. Last game, he had 24, 17, 16, and 14. He's up between 30 and 35 minutes a game. He's 60% from the field. I like DeAndre Hunter to score 15 or more tonight. That was my bet over 14 and a half with Hunter. Okay, I'm going to take a second look at that one because I was thinking that Herter has to step up. But he's 11 and a half points from his player prop standpoint. Uh, somebody needs to aid Trey Young. Uh, and, okay, uh, the scoring pressure is taken off the Miami Heat because of Butler and what he's doing right now. But then, I mean, the bench minutes from Hero and the, the production from him, too, is off the charts. Uh, and they throw so many bodies at you defensively, too. So uh, somebody's going to have to step up for the Hawks. Uh, I, I like, okay, I'll take a second look at Hunter. Um, but I am focusing in on Herder a little bit more, though. Yeah, no, I totally get it, Pritch. You know, some of these role players, you, you love them at home. Again, mm-hmm. the road, you get a little bit worried. But I think that's, your, you know, a good call by you. If they're going to stay in this game and cover this number, as you mentioned, Trey Young really needs a lot of help here. But I would say with that Hunter prop, you know, I will get to in a second. Um, there's actually one more I do. Like, I'll throw it at you right now. P.J. Tucker, Pritch, our guy who we cashed uh-huh. a lot of player props uh, on the way to, uh, you know, the finals last year. Uh, I like P.J. Tucker is over points, rebounds, and assists. It's 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. It's juiced up over 15 and a half at minus 115. And you look at kind of what he's done over his last couple of games, 25 points, rebounds, and assists combined. 22. He's gone in, uh, around the 20s in a few different games here. I would look at Tucker tonight, points, rebounds, and assists over 15 and a half. It's juiced up. And he's been really stuffing the st- uh, stat sheet throughout this series. Okay, closeout situation. Talking about the Miami Heat and Atlanta Hawks right there. We'll see if the Heat can get it done. Uh, Minnesota and Memphis. Uh, give credit to Minnesota here. Josh, um, this game or this series is very, very interesting for both these young teams now. Uh, and I think both of them are feeling the pressure here. So you got a 2-2 situation. Uh, you got Memphis laying six at home. Uh, 231 and a half the total in the game. So it's funny, a 2-2 series tie, you'd think it's kind of, you know, close to, you know, maybe kind of a coin flip type price. Okay. Still, the books are really high on Memphis, Pritch. It's minus 350 Grizzlies to win this series, Minnesota plus 260. So 2-2, yet you're minus 350. Odds makers are pretty bullish that the Grizzlies will advance here. Now, my angle is I'll take the points with the T-Wolves here, Pritch. We always talk about, you know, low bets, higher dollars and line movement, and we've used it to cash the Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, looking at, you know, the Celtics throughout this series and especially their series price. This is a good match here on the Timberwolves if you want to take the points. Number one, the line moved in their favor. A lot of these books open T-Wolves getting seven. I even saw seven and a half at one point. They're all the way down to six now. So the line's going to the T-Wolves. And why is that important? Because at BetMGM, they're only getting 39% of bets but 52% of money. Mm-hmm. So you got that contrarian angle. You got a low bets, higher dollar. You got a line move here toward Minnesota. So I'll take the points here. You know, you missed the six and a half. You miss a lot of these good numbers, but I, I grabbed the six here. I think this is kind of a closer game than we might expect. A good low bet, higher dollar bet split. And we don't have uh, Scott Foster, even though, believe it or not, Bridge, Scott Foster 
he got Tatum fouled out last night. When was the last time Tatum fouled out? That hasn't happened in forever. Right. Luckily, the Celts overcame it, but you do have four road refs tonight. Uh, Dalen, Ford, Petratus, and Mark Davis, all between 52 and 54% ATS to the road team. So, contrarian, low bets, higher dollars, reverse line move here to Minnesota. Give me the T-Wolves plus six tonight. We did put out that information yesterday, Josh Applebaum, about how the Celtics are, are penalized or, or uh, you know, t uh, fouled up uh, from Scott Foster's crew uh, about the third most. Uh, so, uh, I wasn't shocked when that happened, to be honest with you. But, you know, this game right now is just showing the youth. I'm talking about Memphis in terms of how it's different in playoffs. You know, it's more physical. Uh, but also, I think from a defensive standpoint, uh, the balance offensively feeds into their defense from an energy standpoint. Uh, so, can they find – I'm talking about the Grizzlies. Can they find that balance offensively? John needs to step up for sure. D'Angelo Russell has not gone off yet. Uh, that guy averaged 30 points a game to four games in the regular season against the Grizzlies, too. Uh, so maybe a chance for some points there with Minnesota on the road. Uh, because, you know, you seize that moment. You go back home with a chance to win the series that way. Uh, so I'm looking for that type of effort from the Timberwolves. Okay, New Orleans, the Pelicans, a different team now. And Suns are a different team because of injury. Uh, but the Pelicans catching six and a half, two fourteen and a half is a total on this one. So I do lean under this one, Pritch. You know, the total open 216. It's down to 214 and a half. It was mm -hmm. 215 a minute ago. So there's a lot of under money coming in, which kind of makes sense. Even though last game went over, you're still missing Booker. Maybe you get a tighter game here tonight. Uh, and you do have so far um, in this, uh, in this, in the playoffs, unders kind of like MLB crushing it. 26 and 14, 65%. Now, this is another this I like basically when the spread, I have to lay that lay off this one, Pritch, because I my eye test tells me the Pelicans and the points are a really good play tonight. They win the last game. There's no booker. You know, you getting some confidence now, now that you're two, two. Uh, but I would say what worries me is the Pelicans are a trendy dog tonight at BetMGM. They're getting about 60 percent of bets. They did have a line move early in their favor. Some books were, you know, Pelicans getting seven down to six and a half. But now everyone's loading up on the Pelicans here, which scares me. Like, I like the Hawks. I like the T-Wolves the as gross, contrarian, unpopular dogs tonight. But when mm -hmm. you give me a popular dog like the Pelicans, like, this just seems fishy, Pritch, doesn't it? Like, Pelicans win their last game. Suns don't have Booker. This number seems really, really high. You've got to take the points, right? Yet everyone's loading up on Pelicans, and the line's kind of staying frozen at six and a half. So you actually have some juice where I don't know if it gets back to seven. But my whole angle here would be, like last night, the eye test and the data look, told me Celtics. The eye test tells me Pelicans, but the data is telling me Pelicans are a little bit too trendy, and maybe you're getting some buyback on the sun. So I got to lay off this one. Uh, to me, the data doesn't really match what I'm seeing with my eyes. Yeah, I mean, a layoff, uh, uh, smart decision, I think. And the Suns are in a must-win situation too, Josh. And I don't think the Suns anticipated being in this situation right now. They really didn't. And yeah. again, you got to get this one because, again, it's a tough spot, especially with Booker missing. <laughs> right. Go down this game and then you go back to New Orleans uh, having to uh, get a game seven. That's incredible. Okay, NFL Draft is coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game. Either team hits the three-pointer. 
regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host with you today. And so, Josh, to the NFL draft, we go just days away. Um, excited for all these kids and uh, and what they're doing in the community around Vegas right now is spectacular. So love that about the National Football League. Um, but we got to get to some draft headlines because they could affect some bets out there. Uh, Evan Neal is falling. Uh, concerns over previously injured knee. All of a sudden, there's concerns right now. Not back in February or, <laughs> or March, but right now, right? Uh, and then Charles Cross is rising. So uh, we had Randy Mueller on the program, and we talked about that. Okay, rising and falling players this close to the draft. Is that hype? What's going on? Uh, so the mocks, they don't have the information, obviously, that the teams have about the medicals and, and certainly the interview process until they receive the information from the teams. So the risers and fall, fallers, those are always interesting this close to the draft when draft boards are pretty much set. But I do want to ask you about Cross, though. I mean, there could be a preference uh, of his ability to protect a passer more so than Evan Neal, who's a massive human being out there. Yeah, so on the one hand, Pritch, I don't know if it was you who said this or another guest that we had, but like what you're hearing right now is what people want you to hear. So the fact mm -hmm. that like Evan Neal all of a sudden has knee issues is because a team really likes him and they want to throw out maybe some negativity around him so that other teams are scared off so that they can draft him. So I'm always wary of, you know, just a couple days before when these reports come out, like, is it legit? Is there a, a mind game you're playing behind the scenes? That's something I always think about. But then also let's go to the betting market and let's see if it's kind of reflective of what we're hearing. So to your point, you know, you are seeing Evan Neal, his over under, I believe it was four and a half, maybe about a month ago. Now it's five and a half mm -hmm. minus 115 to the over. So that makes sense with these quote unquote knee concerns that, you know, the over is getting hit a little bit to your point with Charles Cross. He's six and a half under minus 200. There's been a lot of steam on Cross going early here. I think you've heard a connection here uh, with the Giants, maybe that he could be uh, looked at as an early play. But my play here when you're looking at Lyman Pritch is still a Quanu first right. one selected here, minus 165. I think if you look at the measurables, you look at, you know, what he what he's done, uh, a lot of tape that I'm out there and, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of different, you know, linemen who know. Uh, and I used to work with um, uh, who was it? Uh, Schwartz there. I mm -hmm. uh, worked with him before. He's on Twitter. He got a bunch of really good uh, Twitter posts about, you know, what you look for in terms of technique and how quick this guy is and how big he is. I bet a Quanu first lineman selected, mm -hmm. I would take that minus 165. And I think there may be something to this Charles Cross team late. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I know you had a ticket on Evan Neal to go number one overall a long time ago. And now all of a sudden, here's medicals, right? But uh, from an offensive lineman standpoint, first offensive lineman selected, I agree with you. Quanu at minus 165 uh, is the way to go. How about this development, though? And I don't know if it's surprising or not. Uh, Derek Stingley Jr. being linked to the Texans as the number three overall pick. Uh, you look at Houston, they got three and 13 right there in the first round. Um, the pro day and all this stuff with the injuries too, but how about Stingley going ahead of, of Sauce Gardner though? Uh, I'm going to give you my breakdown on that. He's plus 400 on the board to go third overall. What do you think? 
So I'd love to hear your breakdown on this one, Pritch. And, you know, to me, you look at it one of two ways. Like, you know, for, and I was looking at also, you know, the first cornerback selected. A lot of those are off the board now. So that's another mm -hmm. thing you got to keep an eye out for. If you like these props, don't wait until Thursday. A lot of these are coming off the board already or, you know, by tomorrow. So if you like something, get in on it quick. Last time I saw, I thought it was Gardner, like minus 500 to be the first cornerback selected. That's off now. And really, this was my biggest surprise going into today, Pritch. Number one, further movement to Trayvon Walker. How do you not bet him at this point? You mm -hmm. missed the good number. But if it cashes, it cashes. He's minus 225 first overall. We did the show yesterday. I think it was minus 175. So further movement to him. You do have Hutchinson now minus 200 second overall. I did see a prop bet. I forgot which book is, is offering this. But if you have an exact, a Walker one, Hutchinson two, I think it's minus 175. So you cut down the juice a little bit there. But the biggest surprise to your point is this thingly steam. Right. He's now third overall pick. The favorite at plus 225, Gardner's plus 300. And really, it's, you know, what will Casario do? If Stingley is who, you know, a lot of people think he is, is this shutdown corner where, again, they don't grow him on trees anymore, Pritch. You don't have your Darrell Revis's really. Uh, but if he could, you know, kind of boost your, your, your rebound here or your rebuild and you can have a lockdown cornerback, that makes a little bit sense. But third overall, I would be shocked if he goes third overall. But it is notable that the odds are moving in his favor. Well, football people will tell you that Stingley fits uh, Lovey better than Sauce Gardner. From a uh, roll corner, sink corner standpoint, Tampa 2 corner standpoint, that's Stingley more so than Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner, you know, the man-to-man, -man, uh, uh, certainly uh, people call him a lockdown corner, but there's no such thing. But when you think about Derek Stingley Jr., he fits profile. He's Ronnie Barber. I mean, he's, he's, he fits the profile of a Tampa 2 defense. And if you're thinking about Lovey, uh, and if you're going corner, uh, the preference would be Stingley Jr. over Sauce, even though Sauce is awesome. He might go four. Uh, but I, I think for the Tampa 2 to work, too, the Texans have to get edge pressure. Uh, and so I, that decision, 3-13 and 13 right there, I don't know if they package it or not, uh, but 3-13 and 13 makes this bet very, very in interesting. Stingley plus 400, uh, third overall. But if you look at his over-under situation, it was 11.5. I think it's 8.5 now. Uh, the under uh, is juiced up minus 170. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if it was Maddie Humans or a couple people, and this is why you got to sign up for the VEASAN newsletter, you get or the emails as well, because I know a bunch of people at VEASAN targeted Stingley under, I thought it was like 12 and a half at one point, Pritch, 11 and a half, it was definitely a higher number than that. But here's my angle, like if Casario obviously spent so many years with Belichick, if you Stingley's your guy, you know, I would even maybe trade down. Can you trade down just a couple spots, like three mm -hmm. to five, and right. still get Stingley and then acquire some more draft capital? That would be my angle if you're uh, if you're Casario here. But uh, again, it gets interesting. I think three and beyond. That's when the draft you're either going to make a lot of these prop bets or or break a lot of these prop bets because that's really where it, where it kind of becomes unknown. It's solidifying two days away. Yeah. You know, with Walker one and with Hutchinson two. Remember, just a couple days ago, Pritch Hutchinson and, and Thibodeau were kind of neck and neck for that two position. But then after three and beyond, that's where it gets a little murky. All right. We got to update this. Uh, Butler's ruled out. Uh, we were just talking about Atlanta Hawks and Ooh. Miami. Uh, the line has moved. Um, we were just talking about this. Maybe uh, you were looking at some points here. We were talking about maybe role players for the Hawks and who's going to have to step up. But Jimmy Butler is going to be out of this game. We're seeing some numbers adjust already for still seeing some numbers around six. You got to be fast on this one. Uh, and then uh, I think it's off the board here at the South Point. Yeah, Pritch. So sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. I got pretty lucky on this one. So here I am looking at over under draft propositions. You give me some great news if you're an Atlanta Hawks better because earlier today took the Hawks, as we mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, getting six and a half. I'm seeing now fours, Pritch. So this fours, line yeah. is falling. 
Uh, and I would just be a little bit wary of trying to middle. I know this is kind of a wise guy angle. Like, you know, if you get the Hawks plus six and a half, now you can get the heat minus four, you know, it lands five or six, you cash both bets. I get that. But to me, if you get a really good number, like six and a half on the Hawks and you're being in closing line, then I just stick with my original bet here. But uh, again, if you bet the Hawks earlier today, you're feeling really good about this line move with this Butler injury. Yeah, you really are. Um, and it's just really significant right there during the show. So um, updating that number four. Uh, and then, you know, some books, obviously, you, know, you got to refresh, refresh, refresh. But uh, probably the, the consensus out there right now is four, 217 in the total. Are you going to mess with the total at all or just stick with the original bet? So I'm glad you brought up the total here, Pritch, because, you know, one thing that I've seen in this series is the under, I believe, is 4-0. and Yeah, it's 4-0. and But look at how the total has fallen. Like the first four games, the total was 220, 221, 222, 220. Mm -hmm. you go into today, it was a 218. So even though the four and the under was four and oh, the automakers adjusted that that total. So I think if you're betting the under, you're kind of getting the worst of it at that point. Pritch, I'm not going to touch this total at this point. You know, Butler's a good defender, also a good scorer. I think the angle here is if you get the Hawks early, you're feeling good and you're just going to ride this Hawks bet out. Yeah, it's that total's dropping too, Josh. Uh, ben just told me it's 215 Ooh. now. Yeah, yeah. yep. Wow. It's falling. Okay. Uh, that's a big development right there in that series game. Uh, I, I still think the Heat uh, are, you know, from a pricing standpoint, but you got a good bet because obviously the reaction to the Butler news, though. Yeah, so here's the other angle. You know, buying bad news, selling good news. If mm -hmm. this thing keeps falling, 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 like we mentioned, it's four now. It was six and a half when we started the show. Does it get down to three? Does it? What I'm getting at is does it get to a money line price okay. where buying low on Miami becomes a worthwhile play? So, like, right now, you're minus 180. Can you get a minus? Like, if you're minus 150 or less, mm -hmm. then maybe it becomes a heat buy low money line play. But again, Pritch, I, I've been so, you know, a PTSD from NBA <laughs> injuries screwing up my numbers that I'm like, I can't believe one's actually going my way today. This is great. I know. What's going on here? We get to the playoffs, and all of a sudden, we get these significant injury situations or players, key players, out of these series. And Middleton, Booker, Butler. I mean, my goodness. Rich, bring on the box. Yeah, I know. Bring on the box. No, Let's I need, go. I need to step up my prop game. A great job. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for the edge. Come up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.